0: Offering you the chance to hear a fifteen to twenty minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you're talking about before, and uh now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune-teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was 6 years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of 8, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar-play-it-all-around rodeo cowboy.
1: I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book.
0: With more degrees than a thermometer the and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Sophie Duller.
1: Thank you, Kevin Bell. Thank you for getting us on the air tonight, and thank you folks for joining us for this edition of the Bible Live broadcast as we continue our way through the book of Numbers that gets its name from two national census that are taken, one at the beginning of the book and one at the end, each corresponding to an approach that the people of Israel make toward the land of Canaan, the promised land, by faith, they are to invade and conquer that land with the belief that God is going to deliver the victory to them and deliver that land to them. Why? Because way back, hundreds of years before, in the times of their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the time of Joseph earlier on as they went into the land of Egypt, and then, of course, the 400 years of slavery and bondage in Egypt, now they have been delivered from that. They're standing out about a year and three or four months from having come out of Egypt. Moses is leading them. They took a census to find out how many fighting people they had. Everything was prepared for them to invade and occupy the land, but they would not do it. They were fearful and, instead of faithful, and they would not enter in. So now they are beginning this 40-year period of wandering, which is covered only in about five or six chapters of the book of Numbers. There's not a lot of a record of what happened in those 40 years, except that that generation of faithless Israelites died away. There are some lessons. We'll read about those tonight the confirmation of Aaron as the chief priest, the duties of the priests and Levites, Moses striking the rock instead of speaking to the rock. We'll read about Moses' failure that eliminates him from entering the promised land. We'll read about all of that tonight. Right now, the beautiful Psalm 32, which talks about the thrill, the joy of being forgiven on the Bible life. Psalm 32. Oh, what joy for those whose rebellion is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, I was weak and miserable. And I groaned all day long, day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed All my sins to you and stop trying to hide them. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly confess their rebellion to you while there is time that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey Him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. End of reading, Psalm 32.
0: I'm forgiven because you were forgiven.
1: Did you know that every great religious system of the world today, all of the great religious systems acknowledge the existence of evil and wickedness within man. But there's only one, one of those in which there is found forgiveness and cleansing and redemption. And that is through Jesus the Messiah. As I promised, we're going to continue our way through the book of Numbers. After chapter 16, there was a big rebellion. They had already had one rebellion when Aaron and Miriam, Moses' brother and sister, rebelled against his power and tried to increase their influence. The Lord punished them. Now in chapter 16, Korah, Dathan, Abiram, and this one named On, a son of Peleth, they rebelled against Moses and tried to get in on the influence as if it were some kind of a political thing. And the Lord had made it clear through his dealings with them that he was the one who had chosen Moses and Aaron and that they should respect that leadership. Now in chapter 17, God does a miracle here to confirm Aaron as his choice as chief priest among the Levites. And then we're going to go into more details about the duties of the priests and the Levites finally at our last chapter tonight, we'll see Moses lose his patience with the people of Israel and in anger disobeys the Lord. This actually turns out to be very consequential in his life. We can talk about the theme of forgiveness and cleansing that God offers to us. But first, this portion of scripture on the Bible Life, Numbers 17.1 through 21.9, Numbers 17. Then the Lord said to Moses, take 12 wooden staffs, one from each of Israel's ancestral tribes, And inscribe each tribal leader's name on his staff. Inscribe Aaron's name on the staff of the tribe of Levi, for there must be one staff for the leader of each ancestral tribe. Put these staffs in the tabernacle in front of the Ark of the Covenant, where I meet with you. Buds will sprout on the staff belonging to the man I choose. Then I will finally put an end to this murmuring and complaining against you. So Moses gave the instructions to the people of Israel, and each of the twelve tribal leaders, including Aaron, brought Moses a staff. Moses put the staffs in the Lord's presence in the tabernacle of the covenant. When he went into the tabernacle of the covenant the next day, he found that Aaron's staff, representing the tribe of Levi, had sprouted, blossomed, and produced almonds. When Moses brought all the staffs out from the Lord's presence, he showed them to the people. Each man claimed his own staff, and the Lord said to Moses, Place Aaron's staff permanently before the Ark of the Covenant as a warning to rebels. This should put an end to their complaints against me and prevent any further deaths. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Then the people of Israel said to Moses, We are as good as dead. We are ruined. Everyone who even comes close to the tabernacle of the Lord dies. We are all doomed.
0: This is the Bible lie with Soapy Dollar.
1: Numbers 18, The Lord now said to Aaron, You, your sons, and your relatives from the tribe of Levi will be held responsible for any offenses related to the sanctuary. But you and your sons alone will be held liable for violations connected with the priesthood. Bring your relatives of the tribe of Levi to assist you and your sons as you perform the sacred duties in front of the tabernacle of the covenant but as the levites go about their duties under your supervision they must be careful not to touch any of the sacred objects or the altar if they do both you and they will die the levites must join with you to fulfil their responsibilities for the care and maintenance of the tabernacle but no one who is not a levite may officiate with you You yourselves must perform the sacred duties within the sanctuary and at the altar. If you follow these instructions, the Lord's anger will never again blaze against the people of Israel. I myself have chosen your fellow Levites from among the Israelites to be your special assistants. They are dedicated to the Lord for service in the tabernacle. But you and your sons, the priests, must personally handle all the sacred service associated with the altar and everything within the inner curtain. I am giving you the priesthood as your special gift of service. Any other person who comes too near the sanctuary will be put to death. The Lord gave these further instructions to Aaron. I have put the priests in charge of all the holy gifts that are brought to me by the people of Israel. I have given these offerings to you and your sons as your regular share. You are allotted the portion of the most holy offerings that is kept from the fire. From all the most holy offerings, including the grain offerings, sin offerings, and guilt offerings, that portion belongs to you and your sons. You must eat it as a most holy offering. All the males may eat of it, and you must treat it as most holy. All the other offerings presented to me by the Israelites, by lifting them up before the altar, also belong to you as your regular share. Any member of your family who is ceremonially clean, male and female alike, may eat of these offerings. I also give you the harvest gifts brought by the people as offerings to the Lord, the best of the olive oil, wine, and grain. All the first fruits of the land that the people present to the Lord belong to you. Any member of your family who is ceremonially clean may eat this food. Whatever is specially set apart for the Lord also belongs to you. The firstborn of every mother, whether human or animal, that is offered to the Lord will be yours. But you must always redeem your firstborn sons and the firstborn males of ritually unclean animals. Redeem them when they are one month old. The redemption price is five pieces of silver, each piece weighing the same as the standard sanctuary shekel. However, you may not redeem the firstborn of cattle, sheep, or goats. They are holy and have been set apart for the Lord. Sprinkle their blood on the altar and burn their fat as an offering given by fire. Very pleasing to the Lord. The meat of these animals will be yours just like the breast and right thigh that are presented by lifting them up before the altar. Yes, I am giving you all these holy offerings that the people of Israel bring to the Lord. They are for you and your sons and daughters, to be eaten as your regular share. This is an unbreakable covenant between the Lord and you and your descendants. And the Lord said to Aaron, You priests will receive no inheritance of land or share of property among the people of Israel. I am your inheritance and your share. As for the tribe of Levi, your relatives, I will pay them for their service in the tabernacle with the tithes from the entire land of Israel. From now on, Israelites other than the priests and Levites are to stay away from the tabernacle. If they come too near, they will be judged guilty and die. The Levites must serve at the tabernacle, and they will be held responsible for any offenses against it. This is a permanent law among you. But the Levites will receive no inheritance of land among the Israelites, because I have given them the Israelites' tithes, which have been set apart as offerings to the Lord. This will be the Levites' share. That is why I said they would receive no inheritance of land among the Israelites. The Lord also told Moses, Say this to the Levites, When you receive the tithes from the Israelites, give a tenth of the tithes you receive a tithe of the tithe to the Lord as a gift. The Lord will consider this to be your harvest offering, as though it were the first grain from your own threshing floor or wine from your own winepress. You must present one-tenth of the tithe received from the Israelites as a gift to the Lord. From this you must present the Lord's portion to Aaron the priest. Be sure to set aside the best portions of the gifts given to you as your gifts to the Lord. Also say to the Levites, when you present the best part, it will be considered as though it came from your own threshing floor or wine press. You Levites and your families may eat this food anywhere you wish, for it is your compensation for serving in the tabernacle. You will not be considered guilty for accepting the Lord's tithes if you give the best portion to the priests. But be careful not to treat the holy gifts of the people of Israel as though they were common. If you do, you will die.
0: This is the Bible lie with Soapy Dollar.
1: Numbers 19 The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Here is another ritual law required by the Lord. Tell the people of Israel to bring you a red heifer that has no physical defects and has never been yoked to a plow. Give it to Eleazar the priest, and it will be taken outside the camp and slaughtered in his presence. Eleazar will take some of its blood on his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tabernacle. As Eleazar watches, the heifer must be burned. It's hide, meat, blood, and dung. Eliezer the priest must then take cedar wood, a hyssop branch, and scarlet thread, and throw them into the fire where the heifer is burning. Then the priest must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. Afterward he may return to the camp, though he will remain ceremonially unclean until evening. The man who burns the animal must also wash his clothes and bathe in water, and he too will remain unclean until evening. Then someone who is ceremonially clean will gather up the ashes of the heifer and place them in a purified place outside the camp. They will be kept there for the people of Israel to use in the water for the purification ceremony. This ceremony is performed for the removal of sin. The man who gathers up the ashes of the heifer must also wash his clothes, and he will remain ceremonially unclean until evening. This is a permanent law for the people of Israel and any foreigners who live among them. All those who touch a dead human body will be ceremonially unclean for seven days. They must purify themselves on the third and seventh days with the water of purification. Then they will be purified. But if they do not do this on the third and seventh days, they will continue to be unclean even after the seventh day. All those who touch a dead body and do not purify themselves in the proper way defile the Lord's tabernacle and will be cut off from the community of Israel. Since the water of purification was not sprinkled on them, their defilement continues. This is the ritual law that applies when someone dies in a tent. Those who enter that tent and those who were inside when the death occurred will be ceremonially unclean for seven days. Any container in the tent that was not covered with a lid is also defiled. And if someone outdoors touches the corpse of someone who was killed with a sword or who died a natural death, or if someone touches a human bone or a grave, that person will be unclean for seven days to remove the defilement put some of the ashes from the burnt purification offering in a jar and pour fresh water over them then someone who is ceremonially clean must take a hyssop branch and dip it into the water that person must sprinkle the water on the tent on all the furnishings in the tent and on anyone who was in the tent or anyone who has touched a human bone or has touched a person who was killed or who died naturally or has touched a grave On the third and seventh days, the ceremonially clean person must sprinkle the water on those who are unclean. Then on the seventh day, the people being cleansed must wash their clothes and bathe themselves, and that evening they will be cleansed of their defilement. But those who become defiled and do not purify themselves will be cut off from the community, for they have defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. Since the water of purification has not been sprinkled on them, they remain defiled. This is a permanent law. Those who sprinkle the water of purification must afterward wash their clothes, and anyone who touches the water of purification will remain defiled until evening. Anything and anyone that a defiled person touches will be ceremonially defiled until evening.
0: This is the Bible lie with Soapy Dollar.
1: Numbers 20. In early spring, the people of Israel arrived in the wilderness of Zin and camped at Kadesh. While they were there, Miriam died and was buried. There was no water for the people to drink at that place, so they rebelled against Moses and Aaron. The people blamed Moses and said, We wish we had died in the Lord's presence with our brothers. Did you bring the Lord's people into this wilderness to die, along with all our livestock? Why did you make us leave Egypt and bring us here to this terrible place? This land has no grain, figs, grapes, or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink moses and aaron turned away from the people and went to the entrance of the tabernacle where they fell face down on the ground then the glorious presence of the lord appeared to them and the lord said to moses you and aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community as the people watch command the rock over there to pour out its water you will get enough water from the rock to satisfy all the people and their livestock so moses did as he was told He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. Then he and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather at the rock. Listen, you rebels, he shouted. Must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with the staff, and water gushed out. So all the people and their livestock drank their fill. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, you will not lead them into the land I am giving them. This place was known as the waters of Meribah, because it was where the people of Israel argued with the Lord, and where he demonstrated his holiness among them. While Moses was at Kadesh, he sent ambassadors to the king of Edom with this message. This message is from your relatives, the people of Israel. You know all the hardships we have been through, and that our ancestors went down to Egypt. We lived there a long time and suffered as slaves to the Egyptians. But when we cried out to the Lord, He heard us and sent an angel who brought us out of Egypt. Now we are camped at Kadesh, a town on the border of your land. Please let us pass through your country. We will be careful not to go through your fields and vineyards. We won't even drink water from your wells. We will stay on the king's road and never leave it until we have crossed the opposite border. But the king of Edom said, Stay out of my land, or I will meet you with an army. The Israelites answered, We will stay on the main road. If any of our livestock drinks your water, we will pay for it. We only want to pass through your country and nothing else. But the king of Edom replied, Stay out, you may not pass through our land. With that he mobilized his army and marched out to meet them with an imposing force. Because Edom refused to allow Israel to pass through their country, Israel was forced to turn around. The whole community of Israel left Kadesh as a group and arrived at Mount Hor. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron at Mount Hor on the border of the land of Edom, The time has come for Aaron to join his ancestors in death. He will not enter the land I am giving the people of Israel, because the two of you rebelled against my instructions concerning the waters of Meribah. Now take Aaron and his son Eleazar up Mount Hor, There you will remove Aaron's priestly garments and put them on Eleazar, his son. Aaron will die there and join his ancestors. So Moses did as the Lord commanded. The three of them went up Mount Hor together as the whole community watched. At the summit, Moses removed the priestly garments from Aaron and put them on Eleazar, Aaron's son. Then Aaron died there on top of the mountain, and Moses and Eleazar went back down. When the people realized that Aaron had died, All Israel mourned for him thirty days.
0: This is the Bible lie with Soapy Dollar.
1: Numbers 21. The Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that the Israelites were approaching on the road to Althrim. So he attacked the Israelites and took some of them as prisoners. Then the people of Israel made this vow to the Lord, If you will help us conquer these people, we will completely destroy all their towns. The Lord heard their request and gave them victory over the Canaanites. The Israelites completely destroyed them and their towns, and the place has been called Hormah ever since. Then the people of Israel set out from out Hor, taking the road to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people grew impatient along the way, and they began to murmur against God and Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in the wilderness, they complained. There is nothing to eat here and nothing to drink, and we hate this wretched manna. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among them, and many of them were bitten and died. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord told him, Make a replica of a poisonous snake and attach it to the top of a pole. Those who are bitten will live if they simply look at it. So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to the top of a pole. Whenever those who were bitten looked at the bronze snake, they recovered. End of reading, number 17 1 through 21, 9.
0: You may be an ambassador to England, a friend. You may like to gamble. You might like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long. And pearls, but you're gonna have to serve somebody yeah. this is the Bible live with soapy Dollar somebody
1: the Bible live reading tonight from numbers we started out in chapter 17 with this story about the budding of Aarons staff, settling once and for all this internal battle, this jealousy, this political competition for power, it's so sad. When you do not have servant leadership, the model that God has given us for leadership in the scriptures, the one that Jesus confirms for us during his life and his ministry and his teachings is servant leadership. The one who would be great among us is the one who would serve others. It's not a matter of grasping for power and influence and trying to be the greatest and the strongest, but the one who would be the servant of all. That is God's model from beginning to end. And here we have this unseemly vying for power and influence among the people of Israel. First, there's this jealousy of Moses on the part of Aaron and Miriam. God sternly corrects them, striking Miriam with leprosy for a seven-day period. And then we have this situation with these three Levites, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram in chapter 16, when in their jealousy they tried to rebel against the authority of Aaron and his sons that God had assigned to be the high priest. I hope you understand that. Levi, the head of the tribe, had three sons, the Kohathites, the Gershonites, and the Morarites. Amram was Kohath's son. And then Amron had Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. The priesthood was to go through the lineage of Aaron. The Kohathites, the Gershonites, and the Morarites, sub-tribes of the Levitical tribe, they took care of the tabernacle. They were to assist the priests. All the priests were Levites, but not all the Levites were priests. The Israelite priesthood was organized through the lineage of Aaron. Now the children of Levi, the Levites, would not receive any allotment of land when they came into the promised land to farm or to raise herds and so on. Their portion was to serve the people of Israel. And the people of Israel then, they would bring their burnt offerings and their sacrifices, the sheep and the cattle that they brought. Part of that would go toward the feeding and nourishment of the people of the Levitical tribe as well as some of the offerings that they brought. Now the Levites as well were responsible for giving as you saw that tonight, when in chapter 18, it was talking about the duties of the priests and Levites. And they, too, were called upon to give, to be generous in giving. So no one is exempted from the privilege of giving and the joy of giving to help others. But part of this deal was that the Levites would be supported by the other tribes of Israel as they gave themselves in service to them. And, of course, that is confirmed In chapter 17, by the budding of Aaron's staff overnight. Let's run quickly to this red heifer. The water of purification is very interesting. When a person touched a dead body, he was considered unclean, unable to approach God in worship. This ritual purified the unclean person so that once again he could offer sacrifices and worship God in the congregation. Death was the strongest of defilements because it was the final result of sin. So this special sacrifice, the red heifer, was required. Well, it seems like every evening as we listen to the scriptures, one theme or another, sometimes two or three different themes surface through the readings. Tonight, it seems to me without doubt that it is the theme of forgiveness and cleansing, restoration and renewal. From the Psalm 32 that talks about the joy of being forgiven to hear. After the uh, punishment of of the people for their rebellion you see this mention of the water of purification and you see Moses in his anger striking the rock instead of speaking to the rock as he was told to do and then him standing in need of forgiveness and cleansing. Just recently a newsman on the major network television said, you know, you can go to every one of the religions, Buddhism and all of them, and they all recognize sin but there's only one place where there is forgiveness, there's redemption. There is cleansing, forgiveness, and that's in the cross of Jesus the Christ. The
0: Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Kendall House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax deductible gift to the Bible Live Post Office Box 18888. That's the Bible Live P.O. Box. 18888 San Antonio, Texas 78218 You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website thebiblelives.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for the Bible Live with Soapy Dollars. Start today and in one year's time we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.